0: Welcome to the podcast that's all about empowering women so they can have a thriving career as a mother. This podcast is for high achieving women who want to have a successful career without sacrificing quality time and connection with their kids. Get insights, tips, and strategies about doing work you love by leveraging your natural gifts and superpower as a mom. It's time to change the narrative around being a career mom from one of struggle, sacrifice and stress to something that's empowering, uplifting and rewarding. Thanks for listening and join me on this journey. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today I wanted to talk about how to be unfireable. I was inspired to record this episode because recently I have been conducting a bunch of training in the corporate world and you know, the common theme that comes up again and again is this feeling or a sense of, you know, job insecurity. And I wanted to share some of my thoughts about, you know, how to be unfireable. Because if you are working in a job, you know, job security is something that no one can guarantee you. Even the best bosses can't even do that, right? Because if we look at the economy now, we look at the world now. There are always going to be things that are out of our control, that are uncertain. And sometimes circumstances are such that, you know, as much as our company and our bosses don't want to let us go sometimes it's just a function of the situation and the circumstances, you know, that they find themselves in or the company is in. So I thought I would share a few things about my own opinions, perceptions, and how I see things when it comes to guaranteeing your job, right? And in other words, how can you be unfireable, right? So I thought I would start off first by talking about some very common um, misconceptions that people have about why people get fired in the first place. You know, um, the very common thing I hear is that you're going to get fired if you ask for what you want, like more money or a promotion or career advancement. The second common misconception is that you're going to get fired if you speak up against the boss or disagreed with your boss or if you called your boss out on something that they were doing that you didn't like. That's another very common misconception people have about the reason that you get fired from your job. The third is, well, this is something that seems pretty obvious, like not meeting your deadlines, your targets, or just a general inability to complete your job. And the final one, which is the fourth one, is just having a bad attitude, right? Sometimes we hear about how people have a bad attitude, such as a lack of ownership over their work. Maybe they just have a very kind of nonchalant, they just can't be bothered, you know, about the work that they're doing or that they're responsible for. And I want to talk a little bit about some possible causes of these reasons because very often we see these reasons, but... Um, they are actually kind of like the last thing or the most obvious thing that we see. But there are often very many underlying issues that cause these kind of symptoms or reasons as we call it for people to behave this way, right? The first one is a lack of confidence. So this could be a lack of confidence for asking for, you know, what you want, perhaps, um, or maybe asking in a way that, you know, gets you in trouble. Um, and this could have been a result of some previous experience where they may have asked for something before and they were then put down or shamed for whatever it is that they asked for. Um, maybe someone's really questioned, you know, why and who do you think you are to um, that You think that you can have this, right? So that could be a possible reason why people then therefore um, think that asking for what they want is going to get them in trouble, right? Asking for what they want, whether it's more pay, a promotion, opportunities, is going to get them fired. So it just could be because of a lack of confidence, the second one is all about you know we talked about how if we called out on the boss or we gave the feedback then we we're going to get fired for speaking up against the boss and i think sometimes this is really all about um, you know, timing and how you do that. Because sometimes you might just be uh, confronting or come across as confronting a boss who was just not ready to hear what you had to say. Or perhaps maybe even, you know, you were coming across as aggressive or defensive when you were trying to give the feedback. I know this is, I can definitely relate with that because I can see myself doing that too. Or I used to... F- um, do that a lot I think and I have since learned to work on it and be a little bit more self-aware about it that I'm trying to give the feedback but it can come across as me just defending my actions or me just being aggressive about it and you know instead of it coming from a place of genuine care and concern for my boss or helping them realize something about themselves Versus us kind of telling them like a very um, stern parent, right, about what their problem is. So sometimes it's also about how we say it and the timing of it. And then the third one we talked about as the common misconception is about how people get fired for not being able to do their jobs, not meeting their targets. And um, for sure, we do hear of people Right, kind of being asked to go or being let go because they weren't able to do the job. And um, sometimes we just see that, but we don't see all the background behind that. We don't see, uh, you know, whether or not they have been given any opportunities. They may or they may not have, but somehow we heard it and we got the impression that, you know, they, they didn't meet the deadline and therefore they were fired because of that. So those are possible um, kind of reasons or causes why you might think that oh well you know if you don't meet your KPIs you're going to get fired and we just kind of see the end point of that the final outcome and we don't see the whole um, all of the lead up to that final outcome and finally the one about the bad attitude very often that's just what we see as the manifestation of how that person is behaving but The bad attitude is often a symptom of a deeper issue, maybe some sort of a past trauma or bad experience or a story that someone has told themselves about whatever it is that they're going through and that is how they then act it out. That's how they react to it. That's how they cope with their situation. And I want to talk a little bit about the truth behind why people get fired um, I think that uh, this is kind of really my own opinion, my own observation. It doesn't represent any of my employers or past employers' you know, um, opinions about this. It's just purely my own and from what I see and my own reflections. And I think one of the first things is that when people are unable to demonstrate their value, Um, Or they somehow just aren't part of the solution to the big problems that matter to the company or your bosses, right? And for some reason, they're unable to demonstrate their value to that, you know, to contributing to the overall growth of the company or the priorities of your bosses, so I think that's when one of the reasons why people then come across as, you know, um, people start to question why they're in the organization. That could be one reason why people actually really do eventually get let go from a role. The second one is sometimes it's an unwillingness to be open to opportunities. Um, not seeing these as opportunities to increase their value and relevance to the company, to the bosses. You know, whenever there are some new jobs to be done, they just see them as extra work, um, you know, instead of opportunities to learn new skills. And the third reason why people possibly do get fired is irrelevance, right? So maybe there is Over time, a mismatch of skill and therefore the value that they bring to the current organization. Sometimes things have moved on. The company has also evolved, it has changed and and adapted to the current times. And in order to stay relevant, we need to gain new skills, different skills, and different experience that. Um, are more relevant today than the skills and the experience that we've had maybe in all the past years that we've been with the company. So when we therefore now become, there's a mismatch of the skills between the skills we have, the skills and experience we have and what the company actually needs right now and to grow in the future, then we can become irrelevant, right? And the fourth truth about why people really do get fired is just generally an inability to deal with our own difficult emotions like stress or pressure or rejection or disappointment, Uh, or maybe even how do we deal with problems that remain unsolved? You know, whether these are happening at home or at work, but somehow they affect us, right? They affect us and then we allow them to come out as a bad attitude at work. Maybe we just come across as complaining all the time, we're negative, we're gossiping. Uh, we're uncooperative and all of that just creates a very toxic work environment. And that's not helping the company or the bosses or the fellow colleagues. And that is the reason why, one of the reasons why sometimes people are asked to leave because retaining them is costing everyone else a whole lot more in terms of the mental and emotional well-being of the people around this toxic colleague and you know and there's this person that's not really um you know even if they could do the work is kind of distracting everybody and pulling the overall spirit and team morale down so i think that these four truths are really why eventually people just aren't given that second chance or You know, the first opportunity the company has to restructure or to let go of people. Sometimes it could be that, right? And so then how do we overcome these things and how do we become unfireable? Well, the first thing is to continuously increase your value, right? And this requires us to um continuously improve ourselves to invest in our own personal development to learn more about yourself to understand your strengths and weaknesses and use your talents and gifts to help others including your bosses including your colleagues including where the place you you work the work that you do how do you use what you're really good at to help these other people solve their problems to bring more growth to the company And the second thing is for us to be open to new projects, new tasks as opportunities to learn new skills and contribute rather than complain about it being extra work and therefore drawing out the boundaries, right? It's also, of course, a matter of learning to prioritize and manage your time. But these are indications to you that they you know, these additional projects and tasks are priorities. Whether you see them as priority or not, they are now, if a boss comes and approaches you and asks you to take this on, it has now become a priority for them, right? Otherwise, they won't even approach you. So you can either look at it as extra work, extra jobs, or you can look at it as an opportunity to learn and to take it as a signal that, oh, okay, so, you know, this is something that's important now, Right, And the third thing to be unfireable is to get really good at your communication skills. Knowing how to speak to your colleagues in a way that inspires them, including bosses who are also our colleagues, but learning to speak to all of our colleagues in an inspiring way where they can feel that you genuinely and sincerely care for them as a human being. When you're passionate about something, you believe strongly in something and you're positive, you know, and energetic about something, it can be very inspiring. So to find something that inspires you as well, so that you can use that energy to inspire others um, and speak to them really with sincerity, with a care and being genuine, right? Right. That is really inspiring because people will trust you because they can feel that you're being who you really are. And the fourth thing you can do to be unfireable is mastering your emotions. So you're never acting at the mercy of your emotions, or in other words, that you don't feel like you're out of control. You know, you have an ability to regulate your emotions and and hold conflicting emotions at the same time in the same space. For example, you could be feeling a lot of pressure to deliver, and yet you can be relaxed and calm. You can be dealing with disappointment or rejection, yet you can feel Joyful and grateful. You could be dealing with very difficult colleagues and customers and people, and yet still have empathy and compassion for them so that you treat them with respect, with dignity, even when they aren't the easiest people to be around. This is something that we can do. It's not easy but it's certainly something that we can learn to do and by mastering our own emotions, by being very self-aware and learning to deal with these difficult, conflicting emotions. So why do I say these four things make you unfireable? Well, first of all, you're going to be known as the person who brings tremendous value to your team and the company that you're at and to your boss, You're going to be able to help your company or your boss get the results they want. You're going to help to solve the problems that they need solving, but cannot solve on their own. So that obviously makes you very valuable, right? You're going to be known as the person that people can count on to be there when it really matters. You're going to be known as the person who can do the hard things, you know, things that others can't do, won't do the extra work that everyone else doesn't want to do. You're going to be really good at caring about others, and that helps you get really good at speaking with them from your heart and asking for what you want and need in a way that isn't just about you because you genuinely care about the other person. So, you know, you will end up working out win-win solutions for those around you and yourself because you also care about them as a human being. So you start to look at not just about getting what you want, but you look at how does everyone get what they want right? And finally, your ability to regulate your emotions so they always calm and composed, even when everyone around you is under pressure, they're stressed out, and maybe they're being negative. But when you are the one who's calm and composed and neutral, very fair and objective, that is going to clearly differentiate you as a leader, no matter where you are in an organization. You're going to be known as someone that others can look to for clear guidance and support. And all of that makes you even more valuable. Yeah. So when you can do these four things well, right, like which is increase your value, and you can be the person that takes on new projects rather than the one who complains about extra work. You're really good at your communication skills because you learn how to speak from your heart and um, you look out for the best interests of everyone, including your bosses, and you master your emotions so you are always calm and composed, no matter how pressurizing it is, no matter how negative other people become around you, when you can do all these four things well, you become unfireable. And what I mean by that is even if you had to leave your current job, because remember I said sometimes the economy and the situation, there are corporations that are merging and, you know, um, dissolving and whatnot. But... Even so, even if you had to leave your job or company for whatever reason, you would have made the connections and developed the genuine relationships with people who know you and they know that you really care and they are going to be more than willing to introduce you to other opportunities And this is exactly the mission I've made for myself to make myself unfireable and what I help other highly ambitious women do too, to build a successful career where they love what they do, they can show up every day as their true self without having to be pretending uh, to be someone they're not, and they get financially rewarded and recognized for it. So this is an amazing place to be in. And if this is something you're interested in, then I invite you to book a free, no-obligation 15-minute call with me just for us to get to know each other better. This is not a sales call at all. This is really just for us to get to know each other better because we want to see if it's something that we can work on together or and or if it's not, you know, and that's also kind of what I try to do. In I mean, whatever I do, I try to be as genuine as I can and as honest and transparent as I can. But either way, if this is something that you think has um, piqued your interest and you would like to find out more and find out if I'm the right person who can support you in creating the career that you want, then I definitely invite you to book a call with me and you can do that at SharonSingSidu.com forward slash call. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so that more women can find it and benefit from it. To learn more about how you can thrive as a career mom, come to my free masterclass Thriving in Career and Motherhood. Go to com forward slash meetup to register. I look forward to seeing you there.